You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. It's called conviction when the Holy Spirit uh, uh, convinces you of your guilt before God and your need of God. And many today have never saw themselves as guilty before God. They just go through the motions uh, and they say, yeah, I prayed the sinner's prayer, so I'm all good. But they have no fruit meet for or fit for repentance in their lives. They have no evidence that they have ever had received spiritual sight. When the Holy Spirit indwells us, He gives us power to carry out the work of the ministry and to be effective witnesses for the gospel. However, the Holy Spirit will also be at work in convicting us of our sin when we need it. Conviction is not supposed to be a negative thing, but it is actually an invitation to turn back to Jesus and see Him in a new way. In today's message, Pastor Gary will be sharing about the importance of the conviction of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of John chapter 3 as he begins his message, Native Christianity. We are enemies of God. We are walking in darkness while He is light. And the only thing that can fix that to make peace with God and for us not to be his enemy any longer but to be his friend not only his friend but his child is by reconciliation through forgiveness in the shed blood of Jesus Christ the Bible says that we love him because he first loved us that's the only reason. If he had not approached us with his grace, we would not know to love him. We were completely abandoned outside of his grace. We were completely hopeless and helpless. Theologians call it the depravity of man. Totally deprived outside of God's grace. That's why the Bible says that Jesus is both the author and the finisher of our faith. If he had not started the conversation with you and I, we would have never had any hope. But because of his grace, because he sent somebody with a word from heaven to speak life into us, we who are now were sometime in darkness are now made nigh by the blood of Christ and we have Every reason to rejoice today that he is our first love. Amen. We love him because he first loved us. Think about that phrase. He first loved us. You were God's first love. In Christ. Do you realize that in Christ he loves you as much as he loves Jesus? That's radical. That's mind-blowing. Some of you don't believe me, but you read your Bible and it'll make a believer out of you. 
Amen. Because once he bestows the righteousness of Christ upon you, there is no difference between you and Jesus himself. That's how rich and powerful the blood of Christ is to cleanse and save and redeem. And today we have much to rejoice about because he loved us with an everlasting love. Can the church say amen? Open your Bibles to the book of John chapter number three. We'll begin John chapter 3, verse number 1, where the Bible said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He was a religious leader in Judaism. And now verse 2 says the same came to Jesus by night. He didn't want to be seen by his religious colleagues seeking Jesus out. Some people are still there today. Amen. They don't want to be seen seeking the Lord. Uh, it goes on and says, He said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Footnote, he's distinguishing here between the natural and the spiritual birth when he re refers to born of water versus born of the Spirit because he clarifies it in verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is is spirit. It's not talking about water baptism. Now, verse 7 Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Let's pray. Father, for the next few minutes, help us to preach only that which you would have us to say to your church through your word. Open our hearts, our ears, our understanding to hear you and to receive you in Jesus' name. God's people say amen. If you look up the word native, it means original. It means not, this is an old English word we don't use anymore, not factitious. I think we've changed that to fictitious. It literally means not made by art, or in other words, not made up, not artificial. It means to be conferred by birth as native rights and privileges pertaining to the place of birth as native soil or a native country. We, we often use the phrase, for example, Native Americans, and we are referring to those who were originally here before America was founded as a nation. You say, why do you bring this word native up, Brother Gary? Because I see it in verse 7. You must be born again. It is dealing with 
a place of birth, and it is dealing with the rights of birth, and it is dealing with the rights of citizenship in the place that you were born. And what you need to realize is that when you are born again, that is when you are born spiritually into the kingdom of God, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Some people interpret that in a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, let me say it this way. You are a citizen of a new country. If you were born naturally in America, then by birth you are a natural citizen. If you are born spiritually, then you are a supernatural citizen of heaven and the kingdom of God. If you follow me, say amen. And so there is a conference by birth into the kingdom of God, but you cannot fabricate this birth. You cannot fake this birth. You cannot artificially manufacture this birth. And so my assignment today is to preach to you on native Christianity. Native Christianity. Because unfortunately today, many today are faking their Christianity. They are going through an artificial existence pretending to be something that they are not. And some of them are so blind that they don't even know that they're pretending. They're not even aware that they're going through the religious motions, but they've never actually been given rights of citizenship through a spiritual birth called salvation or called being born again. And Jesus is talking here about something that happens in the heart of a believer who truly trusts Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior, that there is something that happens in the spiritual world that cannot be fabricated any other way than through the preaching of the cross and through the leadership of the Holy Spirit who brings you to Christ in repentance to receive him by grace and through faith. Amen, church? And so I want to say three things real quickly about native Christianity. Understanding that to be native is to be original, not factitious, not made by art, not made up, not artificial, but to be conferred by birth as native rights and privileges. I want to say, number one, there's no faking spiritual eyesight. Look at verse 3 of our text again. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, watch your Bible, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's amazing to me today how many professed believers cannot see the real kingdom of God. They are spiritually blind. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And I believe that in, in some regards, that passage is implying that they are denying God the rights and privileges of ownership and access and allowing his power to work repentance in their lives. They want a little dab of religion so that they can check that off of their to-do list, but they have no relationship with God Almighty through faith in Jesus Christ. They are 
in fact, going through the motions and have even many times convinced themselves that they are saved, but they've never been born of the Spirit of God. There has to be a conception before there is a birth. That simply means that you must hear. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I remember the day that I got saved. I listened to the gospel many times preached before I got saved. But on that day, I heard it in my spirit for the first time because that was the day that the Holy Spirit of God opened up my understanding and opened up my mind and my eyes to see the truth of who I was without Him and the truth of who He was and the truth that I needed Him as my Savior. And it's called conviction. When the Holy Spirit uh, uh, convinces you of your guilt before God and your need of God. And many today have never saw themselves as guilty before God. They just go through the motions uh, and they say, yeah, I prayed the sinner's prayer, so I'm all good. But they have no fruit meet for or fit uh, for repentance in their lives. They have no evidence uh, that they have ever had received spiritual sight because they continue to walk in darkness even though they call themselves a Christian. And they are going through an artificial existence. And I want to say this, that in God's family, there are no blind children. Uh, If you become I'm born again, the Holy Spirit will give you spiritual sight to, to know right from wrong and to be convicted of sin and of judgment and of righteousness. And amen. And you will begin to see things that you couldn't see before. I remember distinctively after I got saved, all of a sudden there were things that I was doing before I got saved I saw nothing wrong with until the Holy Spirit moved in and then the alarm bells started going off in my heart and mind, uh, teaching me this is the way. Uh, go here. Avoid that. Don't do that. That's evil. Uh, and, and there was a guiding light on the inside. Why? Because I was born of the Spirit of God. It was a supernatural birth uh, that could only take place by receiving the engrafted Word that was able to make me wise to salvation. Amen, church? And so there are no spiritually blinded children. Now, let me say this. You might describe parts and fragments of what you've heard other Christians say about the kingdom of God. But repeating what you've heard is not the same thing as seeing it for yourself. But while you sit in darkness, you only describe what you're not seeing. And many today, do you realize, can describe, uh, they can use Christian lingo to convince you that they're saved, but they're not speaking from personal experience. Uh, They're not speaking from a revelation of the Word of God, from the Holy Spirit dwelling within. They're only repeating what they've heard. And so they've learned the lingo, and they've gone through the motions, but they've never been born again. And it shows because they continue to walk in darkness and have no light down in their souls to lead them and to guide them into all truth. Somebody say amen right there. 
And so to be born again, to be a native Christian, to be birthed into the family of God, you will have spiritual sight uh, and you'll be able to see truths that others cannot grasp. That's why this world does not relate to us because they live in utter darkness. They cannot and never will agree with us until they too surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and of his word. And by the way, this world, you know what the tactic of the enemy is? Do you want to know why they're preaching that everybody has their own truth. They're preaching that to divide us because they know that if everybody has their own personal truth, that everybody will fight for themselves and nobody else. And we'll be so at odds against each other. We'll be too busy defending our turf to pay attention to what they're doing to rob us of our freedoms. Can somebody say amen right there? But if we could learn what real truth is and rally around the real truth, it'll unify us because there's only one truth in his name is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if the truth be known, if this nation could find themselves unified at the foot of the cross again, we could be unified and it could dissipate the darkness that has come to divide and to conquer us as a nation. Food with this, everybody has their own truth. So you can't have two different things and they both be true at the same time. It don't even make logical sense, much less supernatural sense, but may we all bow our knees to the Lord Jesus Christ and find the unity that we can find in him today. That's the only hope of America. Amen. Now to be born again is to have spiritual sight because God gives all of his children spiritual sight. There are no blind children in the family of God. Now you may... uh, as an infant, not be able to discern the light that you are seeing at first. Uh, but as you grow in the Lord, he will begin to teach you and lead you. And it'll get brighter and brighter until that day that he comes. Amen, church? So there are no fake spiritual eyesight. There's no faking spiritual eyesight in God's family. Number two, look at verses four and five. The Bible said that Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, watch this, he cannot enter. Verse 3 said he cannot see. Verse 5 says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So not only are there no fake there's no faking spiritual eyesight but there's also no faking spiritual birth can i say it this way in god's kingdom and somebody's going to be offended by this but i'm going to say it anyway amen in god's kingdom there are no illegal citizens amen i'm not talking about earthly kingdoms I'm talking about in God's kingdom, there are no illegal citizens. Your only right you have in the kingdom of God is right by birth. And if you're not birthed into the kingdom of God, amen, if you're not born on foreign soil of heaven through the spirit of God, then you have no rights of citizenship in God's kingdom. 
And many people today, uh, in fact, Jesus prophesied of the day that many would say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And he said, then will I say unto them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. What happened? They claimed citizenship illegally. They said they were saved, but they didn't come through the blood. And when you don't come through the blood, you are an illegal citizen, and you are not welcome into the family of God. You say, well, I thought God welcomed everybody. He does, all through the blood. Everybody's welcome through the blood. Everybody's welcome through Jesus, the door. But if anybody come any other way, the Bible says the same is a thief and a robber. And if you don't want to be judged as a thief and a robber, you better come through the door of Jesus Christ or you'll not go at all. Heaven welcomes everybody who goes to the blood of Jesus Christ. But many today want to come some other way. In fact, many will teach you today that Jesus is just one of many religions that can get you to heaven. Nothing could be further from the truth. Amen. There is only one way, and his name is Jesus Christ. And if you go by any other way, you're a thief and a robber, and you're an illegal citizen, and you will be judged for eternity in a place called hell for having trusted something or someone other than the Lord Jesus Christ for your eternal salvation. There's no faking spiritual birth. Religion artificially manufactures only an illusion of repentance through behavioral modification, which is only temporary at best. That's right. (laughs) I like to say it this way. Even the worst of sinners can uh, quit a dirty habit for a day or two. Amen. The fact that you didn't do it today didn't, don't mean that you had a heart of repentance. And you'll guess what? The, the dog will return to its vomit. That's exactly right. You say, that's crude. Well, the Bible uses crude terminology to get it through our thick skulls. Amen. Uh, uh, If you're not saved by the grace of God, whatever religion you're trying to buy into to save yourself will only return you back to the same vomit from which you came. It will not do you any good to patch yourself up. No amount of religious works will do. Some are counting on church membership. Some are counting on faithfulness to church. Some are counting on giving the tithes and offerings. Some are counting on water baptism. Some are counting on this. And some are counting on that. But let me tell you and make it real plain. You better count on the blood of Jesus or you better not count on anything at all. It's not your righteousness, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. I don't have any rights to brag. It said not of works lest any man should boast. I'm telling you the only one I have to brag on is Jesus Christ. He is the perfect one. He is the holy one. He is the righteous one. And when God poured out his wrath on his son Jesus on the cross as my substitutionary sacrifice, he saw of the travail of his son's soul and was satisfied. And by Jesus' righteousness, the Lord secured many sons of God through the blood of Christ. And I'm telling you, the only thing that will satisfy the wrath of a holy God is when you shelter yourself 
beneath the Lord Jesus Christ and his cross and the blood that is shed for you. And today you don't need to count on artificial religion to get you to heaven. If you think that you're righteous, let me ask you something. If you think that you're saved, let me ask you something. Why ain't you no better? Hello? Did not John the Baptist say, uh, y'all want to get baptized, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance, or suitable for repentance? In other words, why are you coming to get baptized? Because you sure ain't living like you're a believer of Christ. Hello? Now, I understand that a believer can backslide. I'm not preaching sinless perfection. Let me be balanced. But I will tell you this. A child of God cannot live in darkness and never have the Spirit of God check his soul. And many today, the reason they are religious but lost is because they have fabricated a birth through religious efforts. And that only makes you an illegal citizen and you will be rejected in the courts of heaven if you breathe your last breath without Jesus. And I challenge you today to junk your religion and come to Jesus. Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCottle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCottle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycottle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.